This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 77. And we're going to talk about 10 things you should know about marriage and parenting. And we made this show, and it, this show is real help for real couples. We mm-hmm. made this show because we had a very hard marriage. We got through it, and now we have an amazing marriage, and we want to share that with you. And as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks. Like, we can't get enough of them. We want you to have that same joy in your life. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook on us. Please do that. It helps us out and it helps you out. That's right. We've been off for a couple of days, so we're glad to be back. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about what's affecting us recently, which is marriage and parenting and things that we wish that we knew. And today is episode 296, which is crazy yeah almost 300 that's yeah. so that's and so nuts every time we record we are live on instagram and facebook so people are currently talking to us right now on instagram and facebook we're talking about me bleaching my hair <laughs> oh my goodness this is a long it's a very long review review but this it's really hilarious. good so this might be the best title to a review that we've had and, okay um, you just jumped right off you just didn't give any transition there so we're going to read a review of the day that's right and this review is titled this is the Beyonce of podcasts. I could not be more proud, so go That's ahead and funny. read it. Five stars. This is the Beyonce of podcasts. Seth and Melanie, you guys are the realest of real. My friend shared your Instagram with me months ago when you would go live to pray together each morning and ask each other your four questions. Love that. I saw that you had a podcast, and it took me a while to dive in because, honestly, I hated all other podcasts I'd listened to in the past. I gave AOM a shot a couple of weeks while I was alone, painting my house, needing something other than music to listen to, and became hooked. Holy guacamole, I couldn't believe how honest and real both of you were while knowing other people were listening. I've tried reading, listening to so many other marriage resources, and I am immediately turned off whenever it seems like the couple can't actually have a true conversation. I love that you guys see uh, that the other is upset. You don't say, let's talk about it later. Instead, you say something like, let's hash it out right now. What an amazingly sacrificial thing to show others. I have listened to so many of your season 
one episode and seriously look forward to joining in on Instagram every morning. Everything you guys talk about is helping my husband and I mean so much. I mean, helping my husband and I so much. I mean, my brain is being rewired in such healthy ways that your selflessness and hard work and all that you do. I love that you both not only give so much advice, but that you talk through these topics and give the listener real-time action steps. I truly don't understand how I've gone so long in my life in a 10-year relationship without realizing that listening to someone else have a real, raw discussion can be so helpful. I want to dress like other people, decorate other like other people, make food like other people, go on trips like other people, work like other people, spend money like other people, parent like other people, but have never thought about wanting to argue like other people. Huh, that's funny. Watching you guys the other morning as you did the clearing structures uh, was so inspirational, and it made me realize that I wanted to work through hard relationships and argue like other people, being you two. Your podcast is so healthy, it is life-changing, and it makes me want to be the freaking best wife and person I can be. You guys are amazing. Keep doing what you do. God has totally placed you both in a position to change people's lives. Heck yeah! Boom, High baby. Five. This is the new one. Ooh, Forearm. Boom. Gee, yeah. Whoa. Okay. Uh, thank Bet you so much for that review, the Beyonce of Podcasts mm-hmm. review by Church in a treehouse that is amazing thank you for sharing it uh i just have to reiterate how much reviews mean to us they're not just like oh we like to feel good so stuff is hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) making a show regularly with it's very hard and so this stuff is inspiring to us it helps us continue doing what we're Mm -hmm. doing and gives us motivation and lots of good vibes so thank you if you want to rate and review the podcast please do that we'll read it on the show you're looking really good right now thanks side part Melissa told me that. Melissa also told me to bleach my hair. I'm going to do it. <laughs> no, side part, your skin, the light, just look very my pretty. My blouse. Got your, this at Target. Yes, your blouse. Okay, we have 10 things that we wish we knew, right? So you guys are going to love these. So number one, go for it. Well, hold on. Let me tell you why we're sharing these things. Okay. Because this is the reason we weren't doing an episode yesterday, parenting. Parenting is flipping hard. And mm-hmm. um, we've shared, you've shared, or we have shared with you some of our story in parenting lately. But if you're new to the podcast, we've got three kids, 11 year old, 10 year old, and a seven year old. Uh, our 11 and 10 year olds are boys and our seven year old is a daughter. And so we now have a middle schooler and two elementary school aged kids. And yesterday was the first day of school. Oh, seriously? Sorry. Yesterday was the first day of school, which was busy. And we are having to rearrange our entire schedule for school which is normal Mm -hmm. but that means that we can't do the podcast as often in the mornings now please don't eat another one of those while we're talking so um we also have had some parenting stuff as we've transitioned we recently moved we live in an apartment while we're buying this other property a giganto property we're having to be in an apartment for a while and that has dysregulated one of our children Mm -hmm. it has completely torn the the carpet out from beneath him and he is having a very, very hard time. This summer has been extremely challenging. Um, so what, we, what we're realizing is, uh, like I always thought parenting would get easier as our kids got older. Mm. It just changed. <laughs> it just really changes and it's hard. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to talk about how that's been impacting our marriage, but more broadly speaking, how marriage is impacted by parenting in general and kind of uh, 10 things we wish we had known. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is why we're talking about it. That's why we think it really matters. And we want to do anatomy of family down the line. That's so right. Number one. Number one, parenting changes you both. Biopsycho, yeah, both of you, the parents, bio, biologically, psychologically, socially, and also spiritually. Mm-hmm. So, how has it changed 
us and our relationship, like just even having kids and mm-hmm. being parents? Well, I would say, so I'm going to reread that because I felt like you read it kind of weird. Oh. Parenting changes you both. And it changes you on the biopsychosocial spiritual mm-hmm. elements. So mm-hmm. your body, your mind, your spirit, and your social stuff, yes. your relationships. So I feel like I didn't realize that parenting was actually going. I thought like having kids is like, oh, there's just an addition now. There's like more humans. That's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Just like having someone come over and hang out. <laughs> but it really isn't that simple. Um, it's fairly complicated. Like your body changes when you have children, especially if you're a woman. I don't know that it changes for guys at all, but like, yeah. you know, your body changes. Why you gotta be weird? Because then uh, you start drinking to manage the stress and you get a beer belly. <laughs> so your body does change. Okay. <laughs> um, but you know, obviously there's physical changes, but I would say for me, the thing I wasn't anticipating was this like, it's almost like your primal instincts cl- uh, click in as a female anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was talking, to, I was reading something where they're talking about the most dangerous animal on the planet is a mother of mm-hmm. anything. Mm. And, um, and I think that that's really true where there's like a whole, it's like a chemical change that happens when you have kids where it's like all of a sudden you don't care about, uh, there's just like a click, a switch that happens where you're like, I will cut you if you get close to me and you mess with my kids. Does that make well, sense? Well, uh, yeah, a dad, well, uh, at least me, like a human dad, <laughs> th- thinks I'm that way. I'm not saying only mothers have that, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's definitely like the, um, because that's a, a biological instinct to like have your procreation survive, yeah. right? I mean, that's literally the meaning of life is just to make more, like mm-hmm. a tree, a flower, anything. is just like have more, propagate the species, mm-hmm. right? And that, that uh, instinct definitely does kick in. But that's something that you don't really think about until you have mm-hmm. like a tiny baby sitting there and going, I will do anything. I will walk to the moon. I will kill anyone. I will do anything yeah. to I protect this I will fight any kid. animal. I will fight any human. Yeah. And, and it really does change you. And mm-hmm. I think spiritually, I, what I, I actually really liked how it changed me, I think spiritually, that it kind of gave me this, mm-hmm. like it, it, the first thing I remember thinking when I had, when we had Mariner, mm-hmm. uh, which actually someone asked me to talk about our kids' names. We can do that. Mm. But um, when we had Mariner, it was our very first kid. And I'm looking at this kid. And the very, like, the main thing that came to my mind after having him was, oh, everyone was a baby once. Mm. Like, my mom was a mm-hmm. baby. Like, Hitler was a baby. <laughs> like, Jesus was a baby. The Gandhi was a baby. Like, it was just this weird moment of, like, humans were all babies once. And they had parents mm-hmm. once. And that's just, it was just very... It's trippy. Trippy, but also I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. The second thing, as I, I mentioned a little bit in the beginning, is that as your kids get older, I thought, oh, it'll get easier. It actually doesn't. It just gets different. Right. So let's read it. Now I'm going to correct you. It doesn't get easier as kids get older. It just changes, yeah. right? And when you have like kids, um, I mean, if kids are assumed healthy and you know on the regular developmental scale, it's like... You know, four years old, five years old, it's it's kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Like you think it's hard. Oh, this baby is just crying, all this stuff. But no, they're just babies and they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Melissa um, wrote, it's a different kind of difficult. Yeah, that's a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, maybe one to four, one to five. It's like they don't know anything. You, They do everything with you. You tell them what to do, all this stuff, right? But then six, seven, eight, nine, and then our oldest is almost 12, their personalities mm-hmm. come out. You know, yeah. their Enneagram style mm-hmm. comes out. Their the strengths that, and their yeah. their difficulties come out. And then that's where you got to go, 
Oh, okay. I'm not just, you know, parenting a blob who does whatever here. Yeah, an amorphous blob. They have <laughs> ideas and thoughts and feelings and opinions mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And it's our job as a parent, as a healthy parent, to really foster and facilitate and teach in a good way all these things. Mm-hmm. And if I could go back maybe five years, I would really, really have paid attention to that, you mm-hmm. know? And like, because we were talking about yesterday, like sometimes our kids are just little S's, right? Mm-hmm. And they're rude and stuff and it hurts your feelings. You're in here crying. Yeah, and, you know, I, and t- I went yeah. and talked to Mariner. I was like, Mariner, you hurt your mom's feelings because of this, this, and this, and this. And I don't know what you, I'm, I made him come in here and yeah, I know you guys had a conversation a bit, yeah. and stuff and hopefully that was repairing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I would have tried to instill that more. You yeah. know, I think we were really heavily caught up in doing our own thing, like our careers, uh, the podcast, which isn't, you know, as old as our kids, obviously, but we were really focused on other things thinking it's cool. It's cool. You know, so I would, I would kind of re mm-hmm. rechange that. Well, um, um, I, d- but I would just say as number two is it doesn't get easier as kids get older. It just changes. Is like when they're little, there's lots of physical, it's like you're holding kids, you're feeding kids, you're cleaning kids, you're putting them to bed, they're getting up at night, you're putting them back to bed. Like there's lots of physicalness in mm-hmm. it. But as they get, you know, to like seven years and older, then it becomes this weird, like they're developing a mind, they're developing like thoughts and processing mm-hmm. and they're having to navigate friendships, they're having to navigate bullying, they're having to navigate wanting to bully someone, they're having to navigate relationships with cousins and school and there's just so all of a sudden it becomes the the le- level of complexity blossoms in, immensely mm-hmm. but that's like the first of several sort of unfolding of complexity yeah. as your kids get older and the the harder it gets harder as they get older more important relationships maybe, they start maybe dating not, maybe start, not harder you know, but like the stakes are higher you know yeah, it's, there's, it there's is, much more I, yeah. weight well on, i mean it's it just it feels much more weighty because they mm-hmm. can tell you it's weighty when they're little they can't tell you yeah so it's just sort of like you're deaf to it yeah it's still very yeah, important which is a crazy the, dynamic okay. the third thing that i really wish i had known before we had had kids was that teamwork really does make the dream work like we, I think, lots of families. I thought that get said the, teamwork doesn't really doesn't make the dream work. I was like, no. Well, okay, I teamwork guess she has an idea about that. Does make yes. the dream work. So I think I, we both were under this idea of like, oh, the mom stays home and does all the kid things, and the dad goes to work and does all the work things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that isn't sustainable. It's not balanced because there's, uh, especially when your kids are younger, um, there's so much like intense stuff like mm-hmm. if you've got a kid especially I mean let me frame this more correctly I would say too our middle son has for literally 8 years cried about many things every day no without fail mm-hmm. so it that has sort of evolved now into he has I think he has ADD we think he has anxiety we're tr- we're in the process of getting his assessments done mm-hmm. and medications started but there has been this huge toll on the other kids the balance of other kids the balance of me all of these things and in the past we just thought well you do work i do kid stuff easy as that and it isn't that easy like i need seth to participate one because the kids will learn things from his participation that they will carry into an adult into adulthood but then two like i i really can't do it on my own mm-hmm. it, it takes a village to raise children mm-hmm. and i'm not a village i am not mm-hmm. i'm a single person well that's another thing that evolves too like uh because i've been like always the main one that has worked and mm-hmm. that is a team right we're working as a team yeah. to like okay we're gonna have money to have a house and food right and then oh guess what the little kid needs a nurturing person around them, you know, 
12, 18 hours a day, right? And so it's like one, one person goes and does, does this role, the other person does that, right? So there was a strong team uh, in that. Hey, Lily. Um, in that, but then that also evolves too. It's like, okay, this, yeah. this version of a team isn't what's needed right now. So yeah. let's retweak that. Let's revamp that. Yeah. When I guess when the kids were littler and their issues were physical things like a dirty diaper, it mm-hmm. was easier to have that very clean line of like, oh, this is my job. That's your job. Mm-hmm. You work. I do the house stuff. Mm-hmm. That felt easier. But as they're older and it's like, oh, we have things like we have to rent a violin now and fill out paperwork and I have to fill, you know, like there's just this like array of things that are, mm-hmm. m- it's more complicated. And so we need to have teamwork that evolves as our children grow. Mm -hmm. And I wish, I just wish that I had kind of had that in my mind Mm -hmm. before we had had kids. I think it would have helped set us up for more success. I Mm -hmm. think Lily, Um, uh, good morning. Lily says, uh, I have two young kids and just found out I'm expecting baby three. Ooh, this is, this is so true. Good. Congratulations to you. Uh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, number four, number five, sorry. Number four, you both have to be all in no matter what. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean to you? Um, I think that, this actually applies to even our current situation. That to me means like you have to be like, this is one of your main, most important things on this planet to do and you need to do it and you need to not fuss about it and you need to not complain about it. Like Mm. you have to be all in. Mm -hmm. It's life or death. Like it legit is Mm -hmm. life or death. It's like number four, teamwork makes the dream work. If you're on a basketball Whatever. Number three, teamwork makes the dream work. If you're on a basketball team, a five-man basketball team, and one guy is just kind of slouching around, it's like, dude, come on. Mm-hmm. Get it together. It drags right? everything down. It drags everything down. So, you know, you you all have to be, if you want a team to work, all members have to be all in, mm-hmm. right? And this is something that I've discovered throughout work with the Enneagram just in the last couple of weeks. It's like, I have always, according to Enneagram 9 and just my history, always like had some level of like checking out like do the work do the work go 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 and then just zone out check out you Mm -hmm. know because it's like being on all the time Mm -hmm. and so that's really something that i'm managing in a different way so i can be a part of the team that makes the dream happen and then both be all in no matter what and i see that change in you and think it's awesome because it's like even last night you made dinner and cleaned the entire kitchen well i knew that you were having an extremely hard time. So. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that. But in the past, that wouldn't have happened. Not because you're stupid. It just wouldn't have happened because you didn't, your brain kind of wasn't in that space of right. like, I have to be all in this. Mm-hmm. And teamwork makes the dream work, right? So then number five is be flexible with what you think parenting will look like and be ready to pivot if you need to. Mm. So that is, again, going back to, well, for example, uh, it just doesn't happen how you think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like we had a miscarriage uh, between the boys and Hattie I got literally deathly ill. I was hospitalized for four days um, when I had my miscarriage because I got sick. And so I was not anticipating that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't anticipating having to tell my kids like, oh, remember the baby we talked about having all the time? Like that baby died and and mommy's sick and you're Mm -hmm. home alone with daddy. Like Mm -hmm. these are things that you don't, no will happen Mm -hmm. and you have to figure out how to navigate that and pivot and go with it because you can't change it and then the second part of that too is like with our middle son you know we couldn't have anticipated that he would have such anxiety Mm -hmm. or um present with such like fear and he has like explosive behavior which we never you would never know he is the nicest child you will ever meet Mm -hmm. unless 
he has like these anxiety triggers and then he explodes and all of a sudden it's like when this his, is not when his lid flips yeah he flips his he, lid he just goes all out i'm gonna talk about family of origin for this one because be flexible with what you think parenting will look like and be ready to pivot if you need to guess what my family of origin has nothing to do with how we are going to um parent our kids so how about this family of origin is a social thing right it's somewhat biological but if we have kids you and i have kids we're creating an, an entire new unit right so if the kid is whatever you know has has two arms one arm that um is a completely new set of stuff right mm-hmm. so just because you're thinking oh well i did this and everybody had two arms and, uh-huh. and you, you understand what i'm saying yeah so it is it is a a, a it, big time family of origin thing and even thinking like because i, I went camping with uh, tough over the weekend our middle kid our middle kid and he uh, did some things that are, are part of him, right? And some of those things were like, oh, this is maybe being too much for other people. My nine was coming out and I was like, hey, don't do this. But mm-hmm. then I was just sit back and be like, it's him, yeah. whatever, you know? And mm-hmm. especially growing up in a Southern family of origins, like, okay, you do everything cool. You, you know, you, you, you keep the peace to some degree. You, you know, have a good face the whole time. Mm-hmm. But that was, a lot of that was just blown out of the water. And yeah. guess what? Nobody cared. Yeah. Nobody cared except mm-hmm. for me. So mm-hmm. I'm really having to pivot on like what my parenting looks like mm-hmm. and then actually doing parenting for what the situation calls for, not what you wished it called for, uh-huh. hoped it called for, thought it called for, mm-hmm. or grew up, you know, 25 years thinking it should be like. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you take a trip and go, oh, the weather is completely rainy here. I forgot a rain jacket. I'm going to have to compromise and do other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so you have to adapt and pivot and change your yeah. tack. Well, and the thing that I think of with that, you use the analogy, but they, they use this and I've been listening to lectures about ADD to help me understand our son better. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they talk about is like, you have to look at um, the differences in your children. Uh, like you use the example of a kid having like one arm and how that changes things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use this example. It's it's slightly different. If you have a child that is in a wheelchair, that changes the structure of your physical house. Like if you have a child who needs a wheelchair, your hallways need to be wider. That Like there has to be turning radius taken into consideration. There has to be a ramp. Like there's all these accommodations that have to change. And if you are stuck in this idea, like, no, our hallways were always 24 inches wide. And no, I don't want the island to be that far away because I don't, in my house, like that's staying stuck to your family of origin to the Mm -hmm. detriment of your child and your new family of origin that you're creating. And and I'm thinking of a saying, sometimes the thing that we hold on the tightest to Mm -hmm. is exactly what we have to let go of and that will change the entire situation. Mm -hmm. So if I have a kid that needs a wheelchair and, you know, there's steps all over the place, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. If Mm -hmm. I just do this, then he'll get up out of the wheelchair and walk. And I'm just holding on to it so hard. But guess what? If I let go and go, we're going to install these ramps. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. You're holding on to the detriment of your family and your child and everything. So then number six is parenting is your job. It's nobody else's job. mm -hmm. I wish that I had known that. Um, And that I wish that I had sort of like grown a pair more quickly. I don't want you to grow a pair. (laughs) A parenting pair because parenting is not easy. And I wish that I had... Like, I wish that someone had said, like, it's going to be lots of, like, poop and tears. Get over it. Like, get over it. Because it is. It's like, it, there's 
there's times when you're right. like, this is really overwhelming because there's poop everywhere. Or this is really overwhelming because I want to cry and they want to cry and everyone's crying, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Life, mm-hmm. that is life. So parenting is your job and it is not anybody else's job. If your kid mm-hmm. has a food allergy, it's your freaking job to pack them things that they can eat and tell the school lunch lady not to put them by the kids with peanuts. It's your job to protect your kid and to parent them. Mm-hmm. And if they need special help in school or they a kid is bullying them, get your butt to that school and do something. So you're saying educate yourself, prepare yourself, and set your own self up for success so you can set your offspring up for success. Yes. Advocate for your children because they don't have another advocate. This is Their true. pediatrician does not care about them the way that you do. So you got to get out there and do it. Okay. Um, number seven. You are building your family of origin right now, even before your kids are born. Sarcasm, silent treatment, not budgeting, etc. You, you, Melanie, Dawn, Studley, will perpetuate things that came from your family of origin if you're just sitting back and not being aware mm-hmm. of it, right? Yeah. I will do the same thing. Um, checking out... Uh, from Enneagram stuff, just like being lazy, deferring to other stuff. We will perpetuate that if we don't become aware of it and decide to change around that, right? And like one of the things we talked about at the very first uh, AOM conference in Chicago was like the actual act of parents and families with kids is exactly, uh, you are creating your kid's family of origin. Mm-hmm. They're going to listen to a new podcast and go, oh, family of yeah, origin, that's what yeah. Melanie and Seth were doing, you know, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, geez, can they look back fondly of it or be like, oh, I wish that was different? Uh-huh. Probably a little of both, but mm-hmm. um, we are doing that. Hold on, I want somebody says, okay, a physical disability is easy, it's black and white, but a mental disability is impossible. Um, what do you mean impossible? Yeah, I, I, I need some clarification on that. As a therapist, I think of zillions of mental mm-hmm. disabilities. Uh, I mean, most, that's what we're dealing with right now. With yeah, our most m- most things are treatable. You know, it like autism isn't, uh, there's not a cure for that, right? But there are definite and succinct interventions that um, uh, uh, decrease um, symptoms or outbursts or whatever. Let and me... that's what we're working on with our son. That's what we're working on actually all the time. Like yeah. if you or I have anxiety or whatever, it's like, okay, let's do things to be intentional to like decrease the times that we argue, decrease yeah. the times that I feel sad or, 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 you know, have anxiety or whatever, mm-hmm. increase the things that we want to see more of. Yeah. And so one of the things that uh, like I'm listening to this lecture, like I said, I finished this lecture and they were talking about um, with certain things. So you said, mental disability is impossible. So if you have a child who has to just like learn a skill to improve something, like they're walking with a cast, eventually their leg will heal, then they'll be fine. That's a different thing, obviously. Like that's just a skill or healing or whatever. If you have a child that has a mental like impairment, you're needing to, uh, how, how do I word this? The kid is not going to change. You can do as much helpful change and integrating of helpful skills and tools as possible, like using timers, creating an environment that's conducive to this kid staying Mm -hmm. calm or whatever it is. But then that's when you actually change the whole environment around this child to keep them safe Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like secure in that way. Does that make sense? Right. Um, It is obviously extremely complicated, Mm -hmm. but we are only saying this because this is stuff we wish we had known. We wish we had started educating ourselves way earlier on all of this stuff. Okay. So how about this? Uh, As a therapist and a solution focused therapist, there's this thing called we're we're going to uh, um, think about times when the problem wasn't a problem. And I guarantee you, no matter how hard or bad any situation is, 
there has always been a time when the hard or bad thing wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. So then you're going to look at everything that led up to that, right? Everything that happened after that. And then you're going to try to recreate those things, uh, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Impossible. Uh, You not only have to educate yourself, but every single person around you. My son has FAS. Yes, that is just like autism. That's not going to change. It has a lifetime of learning. I don't think... I will ever get it. No, it, so. But I don't. I want to just really challenge you on the like, just the term "get it." It, it it's um, nothing until you die ends. So I don't know what mm-hmm. "get it" means. Like you're you're not getting it. It's like live. You're you're helping this person live mm-hmm. a life as they grow and change that is successful to the level that that person can be successful. Right. And so, making accommodations, having those work for a while, and then and tweaking then, uh, those always accommodations. Adjusting. And, that's hard. My cousin has FAS mm-hmm. and I get it. She is 30 something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very, very hard. But again, as hard as it is, this is now literally your job. Like my kid mm-hmm. said to me the other day, and this is hard. Our, our middle son is very volatile when he's in a, in a, like a flipped lid state. He says he wants to die. He says he hates his life. He says, I'm a bad mom. And he said to me, Life is meaningless. There's no point in life. Why am I even here? Whatever. And then he goes, why are you even here? What's your purpose, mom? Mm. And I said, my, my purpose is to be your mother. My purpose now, my goal in life now mm-hmm. is to be your mom. And I brought you into the world. Like I'm going to do everything in my power. That means up until I'm a hundred years old, I'm mm. going to do everything that I can do if that's what you need me to do. And so I, 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 I know that what you're going through is incredibly hard and it feels impossible. Other people have gone through this. Other people will walk through this with you. So I would encourage you to get into a community if you're not already that supports you in that, Mm -hmm. but it isn't impossible. It's just really hard. And that's again, another, I I wish we'd had known that wish someone had said in a way like this Mm -hmm. stuff is hard. You, but also you can have help. You can have a supportive community. There are ways to do it together. So we feel that pain Yeah. though. We feel that, so. There is sweat dripping down my back. Why? It's so hot in here. It feels great to me. All right, number eight. Don't follow every baby, kid, or trend. They all change every two weeks anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So I am saying that for new parents, like when you have little kids, um, this is something that everyone falls into. You get onto Pinterest, your friends tell you what you need to buy, Target knows you're pregnant before you do, and they send you ads. Mm. Like... That stuff does not matter nearly as much as you think Mm -hmm. it does. I would say the one thing that really matters is a baby wipe warmer. (laughs) Kids poop off real fast. Uh, Get the things that are safe, but don't buy everything you ever see. Same thing with your kids, like like your older kids. Like they don't need every single gadget and Mm -hmm. doodad and... Oh, TV and guess show what? And Babies have happened for millions of years. Yeah. You're not going to hurt the kid unless you're trying to, which yeah. is Or you're terrible. like ignoring them. Right. Uh, yeah. But kids are tough. So but I, I, would, a- I would really say, don't skip over that. I hate it when you do that, when you just like blast through stuff. Um, I, I really Manage think it's time. important when your child is young, when you are very newly pregnant, when you are signing up for things on your baby registry, do not get everything under God's green earth because, under God's green earth, um, you won't have room for it. You won't know where to put it. You'll get frustrated <laughs> about it later. Your kid will grow out of it in three weeks anyway. And then, and you'll, then you'll be Marie Kondo that crap right out yeah, of Yeah, you'll be like, weeks. oh, this doesn't spark joy. It was only $40 and I have 50 more of them. So mm-hmm. don't fall into that trap. Less is more. Actually, that's number nine. That's number mm. nine on my list is less is so much more. Less stuff, less clothes, less toys, less options, less everything less ambiguity more Mm. clarity is better less is more like don't 
fall for the thing that your kid needs all the gadgets, all the stuff. You want to know what thing. I think about that? Tell me. We'll go back to the term that I've coined, the lunch lady syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In elementary school, walking down that line, I was just hungry. I didn't have 559 choices. Yeah. The lunch lady with her, you know, uh, scraggly beard. <laughs> <laughs> with her beard net. <laughs> and her hair net. You know, gave me a rectangle slice of pizza and gross mashed potatoes, right? And guess what? I ate it. And a chocolate milk, right? I ate it. I didn't have all these choices and it was anxiety free. Yeah. Maybe I didn't like it, but I just dealt with it, right? Yeah. So this is something that we've really done. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, kids have to have this and this and this. And then we have, it's called decision fatigue, right? We get decision fatigue. Lunch lady syndrome. I like that uh, uh, better. Better, um, but yeah, you don't need that thing. Take it out of your own life before you try to do it with your kids. It'll be way easier. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is that this was sort of a forced function. We are. I'm the youngest kid in my family, so we have hand me downs galore. We mm-hmm. have hand me downs from neighbors and cousins, cousins, and everyone. Like we just get so many. We would get baby clothes and toys and books and blah. So we literally would have. Five times as much stuff as we would ever buy because we couldn't have afforded it. So Mm -hmm. we would get all this hand-me-down things and then our kids would not want to get rid of it. So we actually had gone through several times we've done this where we've taken as if we are going to purge almost everything. We've taken it out of the kids' rooms, put it up in an attic, and then the kids are like (laughs) so much happier. They, they don't even remember they, they don't had care it. they don't care when they don't have their stuff but if they're staring at it going i don't want to get rid of this my little pony sparkly backpack that's ripped in five places oh, you hate me mom <laughs> like no put it in the attic and they won't remember or care mm-hmm. then donate it to goodwill when they're not looking there you go but it really is i'm i swear to you i wish i had known like have a limit to the amount of things that you will buy and have for your children if you can't fit it into one dresser do not be tempted to buy a second dresser Get rid of crap that they don't mm-hmm. wear. This makes laundry about a thousand times easier. We do about two loads of laundry a week total. Mine, uh, maybe three, including towels. Mm-hmm. We wash all of our clothes together. We don't really separate darks from lights. We have barely any clothes, and it's flipping fantastic. Right. And I don't look like a greasy dirt bag, and you don't either. <laughs> and your kids won't either. It'll save you a lot and of our money. Our kids do, but we don't. Yeah, they kind of do. <laughs> All right. Number 10. If you would like to keep your sanity, use charts. Yes. Use charts. I would say use charts for your own stuff too. Mm-hmm. I use a chart now. Charts and like to-do lists yeah. and stuff. To-do list. Have a plan for the day. Mm-hmm. Write it out. Be intentional. And this stuff works as well with adults. Uh, uh, works mm-hmm. as well with kids as it does adults. Yeah. In fact, I would argue that... Go to the kitchen. It, Will you go to the kitchen and get our charts? Sure. Well, you can say what you were going to argue. I'll talk more about it. I'm going to show you our charts that we use. I'm going to share pictures of them on our website as well. And probably eventually I'll make ones that you can purchase because these are so incredibly helpful. And I've just done them from years of struggling with getting the kids ready in the morning, um, getting them in bed at night. And it removes like decision fatigue. It's that same concept pretty much. So these are their school charts. um, And they are just, they are... A, like a piece of lined paper that I wrote on with a Sharpie. And then I laminated that boy, boy, bad boy, at uh, the UPS store. Mm-hmm. And so they're different for each kid because each kid has different needs. So like they you have breakfast, put your clothes on, backpack and lunch ready, like water bottle ready, blah, blah, blah. But then he has, you know, put mm-hmm. his, clean up his bedroom and the living room. And here's another thing. It's called the Studley Five. 
show respect, make a decision, solve problems, be safe, think of others. And just these are these are interventions and reminders, right? Mm-hmm. And they really work well and it gives the kids a sense of continuity, mm-hmm. of regularness. Consistency, and yeah. um yeah, consistency. Here's Hattie's like she doesn't check them off. She makes little smiley faces. We have to write down no talking because she talks endlessly. Yes, she does. Um, so this is super helpful. And we hope that this 10 list of 10 uh, is is helpful to you guys. Uh, share also what you what you guys do. What's up, Paul? Hope it's cool in, uh, where are you at? Atlanta, I think. Um, yeah, so, okay. But y- Go ahead. So yeah, I, I would highly recommend using charts. I'm mean, like I said, I'm going to try to create some and share them that you can get because they're so helpful. Uh, it, it we literally have to use them multiple times a day in the morning and at night. And w- if our kids go to like grandma's house, we have charts. We have expectations. We have behavior expectations. We have mm-hmm. the time we're coming home, the time we're leaving. Like, what are we going to eat? Or like all of it is written down so your kids don't fight with you. They don't try to fuss with you because. Our kids think that boundaries are bad, but without <laughs> boundaries, they are like demons. And so to have boundaries makes them actually feel a lot better. That's and right. they will behave. I mean, they can they see the value of it unless they're irritated. Mm-hmm. But Okay, so I'm going to change gears for a, a second. There's a couple of things that we want to talk about, some updates. And this wasn't on the list, but y'all, we are going to uh, fly to L.A. next week, right? Los Angeles, to be on a show called the Love Hour Podcast. You guys, if you haven't checked that out. They are so funny. It is a <laughs> it is a, a trip. Like Kev on stage and Miss Kev on stage is Kevin and Melissa. Uh, they, they are so funny, and I'm so glad that uh, we got to hook up together, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad they just make the show because it is awesome. So you got to you gotta check out uh, the Love Hour podcast. Yeah. We're going to be on their show uh, next week, and um, we're flying down to LA to do an in-person interview, which is really awesome. And they're going to be on our show mm-hmm. too. And I don't know when that'll drop, but it'll be soon, it'll be soon. Yeah. But y'all, for real, check them out. Like they they have tons of wisdom. They are hilarious yeah. and they're awesome. Kev is a comedian, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a uh, you know we have some uh, things in common. Me and Kev. Oh geez, comedian. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm go, really go check it out. Yeah, I'm really excited about it and. I was listening to one of their episodes. It was all about communication and it mm-hmm. actually inspired me to create like uh, what I am calling the clearing structure sandwich because I realized stuff was missing from the clearing structure that would have helped in the first version. Mm-hmm. So it's like clearing structure 2.0, but it's yeah. called the clearing structure sandwich because it's a mixture of tools. Uh, yeah, it's, I am so excited about it's it bomb. and it's I want be... to release it. I want mm-hmm. to talk to them about it and see if they want to release it and talk about it on the show. Yeah. And then I'll release like the PDF version people can use because it's like way better i i feel like it's way better and i'm super excited it was totally inspired by them mm-hmm. like not intentionally it just happened yeah. so they're super we're excited rad. about that so also we have the uh aom uh mastermind coming up that's going to launch i'm not sure exactly of the date it's going to launch soon it will be a paid group so you guys check out for that because anything we pay for we value more mm-hmm. we simply value it more and like we have had a coach for the last i think about 45 days and it has changed our freaking lives right so if you want to get in on this aum mastermind group it's a monthly uh paid thing you can you can pay larger chunks and it's cheaper that way Mm -hmm. but that will be dropping really soon so i want you guys to think about it and put it in your brains and And if um, you're interested in it you can send us an email at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com to let us know like we don't have the official email sign up thing yet but we'll get it there if you're interested and you want to reserve a spot there will be limited spots Mm -hmm. send us an email at hello at 
anatomyofmarriage.com. But that yeah. should be coming in the next like month and a half. We're just trying to get like mm-hmm. we're trying to prepare everybody for big changes that are coming up. Lots and lots of stuff is changing, but it's all going to be really good. It's all sort of like changing in a way that helps us be more helpful. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, it, we're excited it, about it's it. It's growth and adapting and also changes for our own family style mm-hmm. too. Like the kids are back in school. We're we got a bunch of stuff coming up, and we're like, okay, how can we manage this? And uh, this may be sad news, but it's not really sad news. We're going to have to taper down the 100 days of Q&A because we can't do this show every we single can't, day. Yeah, we, I, with the middle schooler, our schedule, it just, there is not time. It's, it's, too, it's too crazy. And I was thinking of this, like, I haven't done anything for 100 days straight, like literally <laughs> ever. Like, have you ever decided to go, okay, the next 100 days, I'm doing this no matter what? I've Eat, sleep, and breathe, and pee. Okay, right. <laughs> Other than normal biological than functions, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm going to work out every I've day. Been you know, I'm going to drink a gallon. Hundred days straight. Well, you've been that for a million days straight. <laughs> anyway, um, we did that, right? And it's awesome. And we're almost, and we did, we're almost to a second 100 day session. But I don't think we can do it. But doesn't mean that we're going away or yeah. anything. We're still going to create content. You're going to have more access to all this stuff in the mastermind. So it's definitely in a different way. So. In a different way. Thanks, Jenny. She says, so grateful for y'all and your work. Jenny. I love Jenny. Uh, sorry, using your first name. But uh, she's a SPU colleague. So, oh, fun. Yeah, we think alike. Anyway. <laughs> um, but what yeah, was I so, saying? Uh, just thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for letting us talk about parenting. This this season of our lives has been incredibly, incredibly hard, but in like good growth ways. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to share some of this with you and also help maybe help you process parenting and walk through it in a way that's helpful. Mm-hmm. So we encourage you to continue to join our online groups, the men's and women's Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. They are so amazing. They're so supportive. Go there. They're free. Join them. They're awesome. Those are free, but the pay groups will even have more enriched Yeah, content. lay off of it. We get it. Um, but well. anyway, if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, please go ahead and do that. It helps us out tremendously. It helps people know that the show is worth their time. So yeah, that's all I have to say. One last thing. Because we're going to be in LA next week, we're going to try to do an LA meetup. We know that literally tens of thousands, tens of tens of thousands people listen in the LA area. So if you want to meet up, have some, I don't know, tacos probably, then I would love to meet Someone you guys. Someone from LA needs to tell us where we should go and what should we, we should do. Yeah, but maybe note, we can go to Stan's Donuts. I'm not I don't as know. fancy as LA people, so I'm mildly, majorly intimidated by going there. Don't be. <laughs> I am. So it anyway. It is pretty crazy. But anyway, uh, uh, LA meetup, that'll be rad. So, all right, catch us later, guys. Have a lovely day. Bye. Bye.